Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, a week after a police shooting in Farmington, police body cam footage was released this afternoon. You have to listen closely here. Sir, step out of the vehicle right now. I am not required to. Step out of this vehicle right now. Sir, step out of the car right now. Step out of the car. We're going to break the window and pull you out. We have team coverage this afternoon. We begin with KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. Seen Officer Poole chase Alan over because his car had an illegitimate number plate. Now, Alan told the officer repeatedly in the video, I don't answer questions when he was asked for ID or about his license plate. Are you going to provide me your identification? I don't answer questions. Okay, so I'm going to take that as a no that you're not going to provide me your identification. After a brief exchange, the officer called for backup and told Alan that the outcome of the traffic stop is up to him. The direction that this inter- encounter goes is 100% in your hands. After another brief exchange, the officer opens the door to remove Alan from the car and sees he appears to have a gun. After alerting the other officers, the five police at the scene open fire. The end of the body cam footage shows a gun lying in the footwell of the driver's side of the car. Hugo Ricard-Bell, KSL News Radio. And we're learning more about Chase Allen. Audio from a court hearing involving his mother appears to show him accusing the court system of treason. KSL News Radio's Becky Bruce obtained that audio. She continues our team coverage. Diane Allen appeared in court in September on charges of driving without a license and with an expired tag. Six minutes in, you can hear bailiffs say they have a warrant to arrest Chase Allen, and both he and his mother raised their voices. You know what? You have no right. This is treason. Ultimately, Allen was removed, and his mother left the courtroom but was found guilty on both counts. As you heard first on KSL last week, she's suing the Farmington Police Department over those traffic violations because she does not believe she is subject to their laws. Becky Bruce, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 502. An Idaho court has made new rules for the Daybell trial next month. Lori Vallow Daybell's murder trial will be streamed for the public to view, but only if they show up in the viewing courtroom in person. Daybell and her husband will have separate trials for the deaths of her two children. We're learning more about why police were at Orem Junior High today. Police say the incident was contained within 10 minutes. They say the man is in custody after hiding in a closet in the school. Earlier in the day, police say a homeowner called reporting an attempted break-in. As they were on the way, they got a call from Orem Junior High that a suspicious man had entered the school with a knife. They say an employee at the school convinced the man to hand over the knife and asked him to go into an office. But when police got there, the suspect was no longer in the room. They say they found him later hiding in a closet. He was taken into custody and police believe he was under the influence. All this happened before school was in session and class was able to start as normal once they had finished the investigation. Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. Congress is calling out the FAA over near misses. 
Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the FAA is in the hot seat over six near misses in the last couple of weeks. What the heck is going on in air travel? Senator Ted Cruz emphasizing his concerns for not only near misses, but an increase in unruly passengers. Acting FAA Administrator Billy Nolan telling the Senate Transportation Committee a number of safety improvements have been made, including an increase in oversight and management. The FAA understands and embraces the importance of continuously raising the bar on aviation safety. Nolan says there are 45,000 departures every single day, and there hasn't been a single deadly commercial airline crash in the U.S. since 2009. A Department of Justice civil rights investigation in the Louisville Police Department finds a pattern of unlawful and discriminatory policing. AG Merrick Garland says officers routinely used excessive force and conducted illegal searches. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. The investigation, the result of botched police raids that resulted in the death of Breonna Taylor. And First Lady Dr. Jill Biden hosting the annual International Women of Courage Awards ceremony at the White House. The First Lady highlighting the importance of honoring brave women. And there are people outside of this room who need to hear their stories too. The girls who will inherit this world. This year's recipients coming from Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Costa Rica, Afghanistan, and Iran. Female protesters in Iran have been protesting the country's regime since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shaleos, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 505. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. We turn to Ricky Meese. UDOT Canyons reporting a closure overnight of Little Cottonwood in portions. That starts at 10 o'clock. It's expected to reopen at 8.30 tomorrow morning for avalanche mitigation. Emergency traffic northbound I-15 with a crash at 6 north. Still blocking a left lane causing heavy delays into Murray. And snow coming down and coating the roadway in parts of Sardine Canyon on Highway 8991, especially between Manor and Wellsville. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. KSL News Time 505. After this week's abduction in Mexico of four American tourists, is travel to Mexico safe? Doug Wren is a specialist in international travel. He says most of Mexico is still safe, but there are areas where caution should be used. Mexico is an interesting one. A lot of times the U.S. government, the State Department in particular, will put out uh, a, a level four or, or a, a do not travel. And uh, Mexico is interesting because it's one of the countries that the U.S. differentiates different parts of the country. So yes, to, the shorter answer is, short answer is yes, uh, you can travel safely to parts of Mexico. There are definitely parts of Mexico um, that are strongly discouraged not to travel, either by plane or driving uh, due to kidnapping, uh, crimes, and other things. But, uh, you know, and, and in places where people will normally go, which is, you know, sort of the, the Cancuns and the Cabos and uh, even um, places in Mexico City that might be a little bit more uh, uh, precaution that needs to be taken. But it's it, there's there's level within Mexico. So if you go to travel.state.gov, I, I think they do a pretty good job with that. Uh, but, you know, clearly there's places you should not be going, high risk, 
And I think the State Department has really worked closely with Mexico to, to designate where these areas are. And repeating the website he refers to for updates on safety is travel.state.gov. Actor Kevin Costner will be spending some time in Utah. He's preparing to film parts two and three of his Western series called Horizon and American Saga down in southern Utah. Casting notices have been sent out for actors and crews. He filmed the first part of the series near Moab last fall. Horizon is set to be a four-film series depicting the settlement of the American West pre- and post-Civil War. KSL News Time 508. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said... You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Emergency traffic at 509. We have you covered. Ricky Meese, we're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. The crash is gone. The delays are not. It happened northbound I-15 at 6 North. The left lane now open to traffic, but we still have slow and go and stop and go delays. Back to 4500 south northbound I-215's west belt. You do have delays starting right about Indiana Avenue up to about 9th south for those trying to avoid those slowdowns. Getting reports of I coming of snow coming down along I-15 in Willard and Perry. And we're seeing it coating the road on Highway 8991 in parts of Sardine Canyon. Mark? We got Mountain View and Bangor delays that continue through and out of West Valley City. Bangor also extremely heavy in the 9800 South area. Some bad weather on that drive out west. A wall of snow moving across the Tooele area affecting I-80. Also heavy rain snow mix in Provo. I-15 southbound is a little heavy past East Bay. Steve. And southbound I-15 bogging between Murray and Midvale. No surprise there between 45th and 72nd South. We have delays on the 201 westbound. It's 7200 west into Magnum. Got a crash on the southbound Foothill just past 21st South and westbound I-80. Busy coming out of Parley's out to 2300 East. Is your home secure and weatherproof? Call Prices Guaranteed Doors for a new garage or entry door. Call 801-975-7575 for a free estimate. PricesDoors.com. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. As we head through the 5 o'clock hour, temperatures in the 30s with developing snowfall as we head through 6, 7, and 8 o'clock. Temperatures will bottom out in the low 20s as the scattered snow will continue through about 3 to 4 a.m. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. Snow is coming. Meantime, it's cloudy in Salt Lake City. Provo has rain and 44 degrees. It's 37 downtown here. KSL News Time 511. Now we go in-depth 
with Maria Chaleos. Jeff, the reconstruction of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris is going fast enough to allow its reopening to visitors at the end of 2024. That's less than six years after fire ravaged its roof. Now, the cathedral's iconic spire, which collapsed in the blaze, will gradually start reappearing above the monument this year in a powerful signal of its revival. Now, the construction reconstruction itself started just last year after more than two years of work to make the monument stable and secure enough for artisans to start rebuilding it. Now, authorities had made the choice to rebuild the 12th century monument, a masterpiece of Gothic architecture, the way it was before. That includes the recreating that 315-foot spire. If you want to go visit, it'll be done at the end of 2024. Are you going to go visit? You bet. The beginning of 2025. Really? You're not waiting even but a few months? Oh, no. I'm, I've been waiting... I've been waiting since I was like 13 years old. Really? And you haven't been yet? No. Well, bon voyage. On my way. KSL News Time 512. There are new warnings about the potential health hazards for alternative sweeteners. We've heard the warnings for years. We've known for a long time that added sugar excess in your diet is associated with chronic illness, diabetes, obesity. And ABC News medical contributor Dr. Darian Sutton says that has led to some changes in the way our food is made. The amount of products that have had regular sugars in it, like dextrose and sucrose have decreased by 15% in the past five years, and those that contain sugar substitutes have surged. But, he says, that's introducing the potential for new problems. The advice, read those ingredient labels. If you don't understand the word, then you probably should put the product down. And so you're looking for words that you might not recognize or be able to pronounce, like um, aspartame, for example. But then there's also other sugars that are not necessarily artificial sugars, but derived from natural plants that are still considered sugar substitutes, like monk fruit extract and stevia. And again, not all of these are FDA approved. A recent study shows artificial sweeteners could be linked to a higher risk of heart attacks and strokes. Sherry Preston, ABC News. North Ogden is another community preparing for potential flooding starting tomorrow. They're going to offer sandbags to residents for free. They'll have pre-filled bags, and when those run out, they'll have empty ones for people to fill themselves. Meantime, on Friday morning, Harrisville is going to have a sandbag filling party. KSL meteorologist Kevin Eubanks says the storm moving in tonight is going to be perfectly timed for your commute. So I think the core of it's going to happen after 8 p.m. tonight through about 4 a.m. No real impact on the morning commute other than some of the mountains and the residual. So really, this is perfectly timed. Tail end of the evening commute, and then it it will be gone for the morning. Parts of the Wasatch Front could see up to three inches of snow. Trending on social media. This is International Women's Day, and here's a stray fact to consider. In the United States, there are more statues of mermaids than of any famous American woman. For instance, there are 21 statues of Harriet Tubman nationwide. Mermaids, 22. The three things you need to know this hour first. 37-year-old Carl Mortison passed away while backcountry skiing out of bounds near Brighton Ski Resort yesterday afternoon. He was found deceased after hitting a tree well. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard-Bell. Second, Farmington police have released the body cam footage of their officers confronting Chase Allen last week in the incident that led to the police shooting that killed him. We'll go in-depth in just a moment. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Still seeing lingering delays on northbound I-15 and a lot of stop-and-go speeds with traffic going from 4500 south to 6 north. Also, some heavy and slow traffic now both east and westbound on I-215 south belt trying to get to the I-15 junction. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Developing snow and it will continue through the overnight. I'm Kevin Eubank. It's 37 degrees now. KSL's top national stories. 
from ABC News. I'm Daria Albinger. An historic snowstorm which hit Southern California's mountains last week is now deadly. After a week of being snowed in, now roads are being cleared enough that many people in the San Bernardino Mountains have been able to get out of their homes. Still, though, food is being delivered to those unable to get out and some without heat. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department tells ABC News deputies have been conducting checks on homes that they can now reach and three people have been found dead in those checks of homes. But they say there is no indication they are storm related and are being investigated. ABC's Alex Stone in Los Angeles. 11 current and former East Cleveland, Ohio police officers are accused in a pattern of unlawful conduct. There has been a cancer growing in the East Cleveland Police Department. We are doing our best to remove every tentacle of that cancer so that this department can rebuild and grow. Prosecutor Michael O'Malley says charges include felonious assault, violation of civil rights, and dereliction of duty. A Justice Department investigation found a pattern of civil rights violations in the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department. The probe was prompted by the botched raids that resulted in the death of Breonna Taylor. I've always knew she would be great, um, that she would do good things. It shouldn't have took this. There's mother, Tamika Palmer. The FBI looking into a security breach of the Congressional Health Care Network, which may have compromised personal information of lawmakers and their staffs. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden marks International Women's Day by hosting the annual International Women of Courage Awards. Girls everywhere need to know that there are women fighting for them and winning opening doors, transforming schools and communities and governments, building a better world for all of us. You're listening to ABC News. Time for the KSL In-Depth a week after the police shooting in Farmington. Police body cam footage was released this afternoon. It's all over the Internet. You'll have the opportunity to see it if you haven't. Joining me on the KSL Newsline is former Salt Lake City Police Chief Chris Burbank. Thanks for coming on, Chris. What does this released footage really tell you about this encounter? Well, it it certainly goes a long way in explaining the situation and what took place that day. Because one of the things that we just can never lose sight of is when an officer is involved in a use of force situation or has force used against them, that really is a failure of our system. I mean, in this case, someone lost their life. And how we cannot civilly handle things like improper registration and the, it's a tragedy and we can never forget that because I think we get a little salacious and we're viewing videos and everything else but this is a tragic situation and it certainly looks and appears from what I saw on those videos that the gentleman in the vehicle reached for a firearm and actually removed it from the holster during that encounter and the police responded with deadly force. And that was just about the end of the video. There's the other issue of the call for officers to shut off their body cams. What do you think of that part? Well, so my opinion on body cams has always been if the officers are interacting with the public, then the body cameras should be running. At the point that officers are interacting with officers and talking about circumstances and investigating in those things, I don't know that they necessarily be on. So as you look across the country, it's very common at that point for officers to turn off their body cameras. It does not, right, from what I saw, it looks like the entire event was captured on a body camera. And I'm sure that's not, 
you know, certainly what we saw is not the entirety of the body cam footage. And so it exists. They captured it. And then at the point, they turned them off as per, I hope, their policy and not just the circumstance. The man, uh, Chase Allen, was arguing with police officers saying he doesn't recognize their laws and he's not getting out of the car. It escalated. It seemed that officers remained professional till we heard the words gun, gun, gun. Could the police officers have taken any other action, in your opinion? Well, the challenge you have is you really cannot see where his hands are at that time, right? Are they on the firearm? And the police officers absolutely have the best view of that. Now, not necessarily captured on a body cam because it doesn't always get everything. And I think the important thing is we're not looking at truth from those. What we're looking at is an account of what took place. And then on top of that, you put the officer's opinion and viewpoint and you put potential witnesses right and you bring that all together that gives you what we would pose as the truth or factual information but you just have an accounting with that and so in this particular accounting it certainly appears when you put together the fact that there was a gun in a holster and at the end of the confrontation the gun is no longer in the holster that it got removed right and that would have to be mr allen that removed that in my opinion Thanks so much for joining us and for explaining your thoughts after seeing the video. Former Salt Lake City Police Chief Chris Burbank, KSL News Time, 521. We have to get to emergency traffic. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. And here's Ricky Meese. I'm afraid it's just taking quite a while for these delays to clear out northbound I-15. They begin in Murray at 45th South and continue up to 10th North, where we had a crash at 6th North. Had to, had a left lane block. That's now clear. Now, once you get past the north interchange, you're going to see a little bit of heavy and slow traffic northbound I-15 going from Layton to Clearfield. Also, some heavy and slow traffic northbound Legacy now, Centerville into Farmington, and the West Belt still jammed up going northbound now going from California Avenue up to about 9th North. Mark? Well, nothing unusual about the rush hour delays on Mountain View and Bangator into through and out of West Valley. Bangator southbound hits it again about 9800 South, but some extreme visibility limitations on that drive occurring right now on I-80 out west. A wall of snow moving across the Tooele area, hitting about Lake Point. So please exercise caution driving there. Also heavy rain in Provo, I-15 in Utah County. It's heavy about Pleasant Grove, then again uh, East Bay towards Springville. Steve. And a slow ride on southbound 15. Good to go out of downtown, but it gets tight between Murray and Midvale between 45th and 72nd South and good speeds out to the point. Plus uh, delays on the 201 still approaching 7200 West. Those start at Mountain View Corridor. Delays on the South Belt eastbound 215 between Redwood and the Murray Golf Course and westbound I-80 busy out of Parley's out to 23rd East. Head to the Cache Valley Cowboy Rendezvous this weekend in Logan. Dozens of cowboy poets and musicians on three stages, and it's free. Grammy Award winner Billy Dean headlines Saturday night. CVCowboy.org. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. The KSL 7-day forecast starts out with a little snow, but has a little rain in it as well. Tonight, snowfall along the Wasatch Front, an inch or two in the Salt Lake Valley with an overnight low of 23. Storm will taper off early Thursday, and then we'll get sunshine with highs in the mid-40s. Another storm will get here Friday, but this one's warmer. Coming in from the west, looks like valley rain and mountain snow. Highs will be in the upper 40s, and then a lingering chance of a few stray showers on Saturday. Mostly cloudy Sunday, partly cloudy Monday, and then another round of rain and snow moving in next Tuesday and Wednesday. 
From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubank. The seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. It's 39 degrees. We're waiting for the snow. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.